Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Delokun and Zach. Welcome back to Bonsai Beat. It is 2019. It is. We're well into 2019. Yes. How dare I go on a vacation instead of record this podcast? How are you, Zach? That's terrible. I know. (laughs) I'm doing great. Cool. In general. So that's good. In general. As well as... uh, As well as it can be. Yeah. There you go. So, this episode... It's going to get right to the point. No banter, no what we're watching, none of that shit. You probably know what it is if you've been a listener for many years, or look at our review index. It's our top five anime of 2018. They probably could have predicted that. Probably. Although it would be funny to do one of these years, like for 2019. In like July. Or I was thinking even better, we make (laughs) up like a year. I mean, obviously, you can't fabricate an actual year, but I mean, like, your favorite anime from 1999. 1980, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what's sad? There's a lot of anime I've watched from 1999. Yeah, so they... I mean, that's not sad. I mean, I'm sure... Well, not sad, well, but... I've probably seen some, less, but... You've seen this already, but uh, I switched from my anime list to AnnieList.co or whatever. And one of yeah. the cool things they have, they list out... By year, how many shows you've watched? I've watched every single year in the year 2000, since the year 2000. I yeah, was I very that was surprised. Really cool. I don't know how you did it. We'll have to talk about it later. Oh, no, I it's see my yeah, it's right on the website. Go into your profile. You just scroll down under stats. Oh. It's so easy. Yes. Yes, it is. But I've switched as well. Uh, my anime list has served me well. Oh, yeah, for 10 years. Without a doubt. But after the recent, not the long, ongoing six-month security issue they had where they slowly enabled features that were disabled from it, I mean, it's not worth the frustration, right? And maybe this could happen too, but while I've been using my anime list for seven years now, other people have gone beyond what they offer. So analyst is just easier and nicer to use. And it offers more. Just more right, statistics, yeah. more 
I mean, at the end of the day, it does the same thing, and I'm not looking to be, like, super deep about it, but I just thought it was neat when it's like you take a step back and go, uh, at this point, I've finished 307 different pieces of anime, you know, be it OVAs or whatever, but you mm-hmm. stick back and go, holy crow. Apparently, my cat has something to say. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty neat. But uh, so, what are the rules for our top five? Well, the rules for the top five—they have to have finished airing, I believe, in the year of twenty eight. No, that that can't be true. They no, either have to have started or finished in twenty eighteen, right? Correct. Okay. So, like, yeah, if it started in, if it's like, I'd say, like, for example, if um, like this time next year, like that time I got reincarnated as a slime, for example, it started in 2018, but it's not going to be done until 2019. I'd count it for next year just because you can't fully say, Hey, this is one of my favorite animes. If it never finished airing. And we don't remember. Mm. Yeah. So I have one. Yeah. I have one that didn't finish, but that's cause it's an ongoing thing. So it's Dragon Ball Z super. <laughs> My uh, academia. Is that even still going? I thought that's over. I have no idea. I feel like they already made 70 episodes last time I checked and like Brazil or something was airing the finale in their town square. So I feel like it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading that news article. Oh, there you go. And other than that, we have to. Yeah, we had to finish it. Yeah, we, we can't say it's like the best show and we haven't seen it. Though I have one I didn't finish also. So it turns out I broke both the rules we have. The oh, only way two to go. Rules. God damn it. <laughs> and then the other <laughs> thing is like we try to keep it to a strict five, but we both always have like a six show we put in there. You've added the rule this time where we can also have our favorite show we watched this year that wasn't that airing. Wasn't this airing, yeah. Just so twenty eighteen has gone by. Holy fuck, we're respoiled. And I feel like I'm so mad because, like, I feel like there's so many more better shows than I watched that I didn't get a chance to watch. And then I'll probably end up going back, like, going back later this year or whatever and going, oh, man, that show's awesome. Why didn't I know about it back then? Yeah, it feels like, though we recorded rarely and didn't watch too much, the last two seasons of 2018 we both picked out like six shows that could look pretty good. Mm -hmm. And also there was just a ton of continuation of other shows, some of which really disappointed me. So uh, some of it was like overhype because looking back on it, I'm like, Oh, Tokyo ghoul and overlord, like both really disappointed me and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. and there's still some shows I'm waiting for to come out on like Blu-ray to watch or in English Blu-ray and stuff like high school DXD and, there's one other comedy one I was going to watch. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely stuff to keep coming back to that we uh, missed. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny, too, because, I mean, I look at previous years and people are like, oh, what about this show? Or what about that show? And then you get around to watching. And you're like, shit. Damn, that was good. <laughs> that could have been on there if we had watched it. Yeah, exactly. And it just seems like we're getting more and more and more and more anime per season. It's just like, Jesus. Ugh. I want to go back to the time where it's like, oh, I think anime is dying. There's only 14 shows this year or this season. <laughs> now there's yeah, like and then, 78. And then you don't need to feel like you've had too much of a genre. 
which is how I feel. Oh God, it's yeah, like isekai, the isekai, is, yeah, the re- isekai, isekai. Fuck. Like before I, that, it was a lot of moe and uh, school idol shows. Yeah, which I do like and for some reason, shows. a lot of incest this year. Like, what the fuck, Japan? <laughs> Would you say there's more incest this year? I don't know. I didn't watch many other than era manga. <sighs> yes, a sister's all you need. Other bullshit. I don't fucking know. But anyway. I don't know. I, I heard just, the sisters all you need is just like a I, it's a comedy. My it's sister, my writer. I don't know. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't watch a shit. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a parody of those shows. Probably. Um, but either way, it's ultimately that show, even if it's a parody, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> like how One Punch Man is a comedy, but also a shonen. Mm-hmm. It has to be to make fun of them. I just remember when people were like, "I'm watching the whole season." Now it's like good. Good luck with that. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're dead now. All right, so we should get into it. So, Zach, you're number five. All right, I'm going to break the rules on the first one. Oh, Are you ready? It, Zach. So I have Goblin Slayer as my number five, which oh. you can use as, for all intents and purposes of the editing. But I also have with it a place further than the universe the show about the girls that take a trip to Antarctica. And the reason I can't put it higher than Goblin Slayer, though I probably would, is I didn't finish it. <laughs> I looked back and I still had two episodes oh. because I have to I have to be in a specific mood to want to watch it. It's a okay. fantastic show, but it's very much cute girls doing well animated exploring things in the snow. And that's like, yeah, and this is very, very is niche animated? in my watching. Um, so I'll talk about Goblin Slayer, but I needed to mention that one because so it's is a really it, so your number five is Goblin Slayer, but yes. you're tying with okay. Yeah, I'm tying it with that. Fair enough. But it has to officially be Goblin Slayer because I not, did not finish the other one. Gotcha. So why do I enjoy Goblin Slayer? Yeah, well, all the controversy, I'll... all the yeah. edge. Yeah, right. I was going to start by denouncing the part I didn't like. I don't like how it had to start being that edgy and controversial uh the goblins are bad guys because they rape people and kill people right that's why they're bad guys and the controversial episode was these young explorers go to the cave they're supposed to be all cool and like it's the smartest mage and the quickest archer and the the new knight guy who's tough but they're woefully unprepared for like fighting goblins which is the whole point of the show. The Goblin Slayer has spent his whole life only killing goblins, and he could kill tougher stuff, but he doesn't want to because he has a vendetta against goblins. Yeah, they raped Which is a very... Right, they... they wait, specifically, they... they raped people he knew and killed his village. So. Wait, wait, wait. So do they, do they rape both sexes or just women? Just women have been shown. I, oh. I think they just kill men. Oh, okay. Well, that's fucked up. Part of the graphic... Where's the equality? Uh, yeah, part of the graphic controversy. Well, also they're all male. They don't have any. Have goblin. No, not penises? to say they couldn't be. We're getting too political now. <laughs> they have goblin cocks. Yeah, very true. And but I mean, part of the controversy was also it's hyper violent in the beginning. I mean, uh, Crunchyroll has like the beware of disturbing sequences, and then I have never seen was... that. I have yeah. never seen an anime where they've actually had a warning outside of like. I can't think of anything actually. Yeah, it's a self-imposed crunchy roll warning. So it's not like the studio was 
Oh no you no, I, I completely get that, but right. I've never seen Crunchyroll actually like put up a warning of like Yeah, no, no. I remember when they did like I imagine it's the, the rape more than it is the violence, because there's plenty of violent anime. Psychopaths oh, yeah. is very violent. Did yeah. I have that one? Yeah, the gun with the Yeah, that explodes people. Yeah. So Yeah, but the the knight was pretty brutally killed. Like all the tiny goblins jumped on him and just stabbed him a million times. And so here's why I don't like it. And I will defend my position by saying I do like controversial things in some anime, such as JoJo. In JoJo, there's a recurring theme where the villain abuses animals. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people denounce the show because of it, saying, well, animal abuse is not cool. How could it be in the show? Well, that's the entire point. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's used it's as a plot emotion. device, right? Because uh, Dio's the most evil villain, highlighted by the fact he put Annie's dog in like the kiln and yeah. lit him on fire while he was alive. It's, it's good at illustrating a point of someone being evil. Mm-hmm. Now... Rape can also be one of those. Mm-hmm. But here's how Goblin Slayer did it wrong, in my opinion. Um, it should be used to set up someone we despise, but it didn't need to be used twice, and it didn't need to be used so dramatically. For example, the reason he hates the reason he is motivated to be the Goblin Slayer is when he was a kid, his like sister was raped by the goblins and his village was attacked, and everyone else was killed while he hid in a closet. So that's good. That's good backstory. The goblins are evil, clearly. Mm-hmm. The whole theme of the show is they kill people and rape women and capture them and stuff. Okay. But then we get the first episode before we even know the Goblin Slayer. And these are all characters that die except the priestess. And so the Goblin Slayer comes into the cave and saves only the priestess and everyone else is either raped or killed. And that's like the dramatic hook. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with it is it's never used again for her. She's the only survivor that could have benefited from the backstory of that first episode. And it's never it's never an issue to her. It's the only way it sets up her character. She was useless and he has to teach her how to kill goblins. It doesn't affect her mentally, seemingly in any way. So that's why I really hate how they did the first episode, because they could have just done his backstory and set up a good hero and a motivation but they used like too heavy handed of that mm-hmm. element, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, not to the point where I find it controversial. I think the people that are upset by it are missing the point, just like they missed the point with the animal cruelty. Yep. But I do consider it somewhat lazy writing. So um, what, what but why is into my top yeah, five? Because so that was very negative. Um, <laughs> my top five, because it's refreshing to see a hero who doesn't attract people because. I mean, this is always my problem with anime because he's some uh, invincible character that helps everyone do their goals. He literally only has one goal of killing goblins and the people that join him um, just want to tag along for that or respect what he's doing and stuff. So it's nice, though he's such a like one dimensional character, it was nice to just have an adventure where there was one goal. And they wouldn't just go off track and like succeed at unrelated tasks, even mm. though they have no reason to be good at it. And also there was lots of implied uh, D&D elements, which I thought was really cool. The whole song is like people rolling a dice over all of the characters. So it's very obvious what they're implying. But I, I saw people on Reddit not getting that either. And they're like, uh, like seven episodes in, I saw someone being like, 
does any does this remind anyone else of like Dungeons and Dragons and like the RPG elements from the old days when he like missed the whatever shot? And I'm like, oh, I didn't say anything because I don't really care if he's wrong or right. But yeah. it's so it's so obvious. I mean, you just watch it and they talk about gods rolling dice in the opening song and they show how much of dice. And the idea is that he's a one dimensional character with a tragic backstory because that's how uh, players establish characters to be in an RPG like Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. They give them a brief but very establishing story. So I thought that was a cool tie in. It, it really whether it was like the impetus of the whole show, it really set up a reason for him to be a one dimensional character. And I liked it. Fair enough. All right. And it was animated well and had lots of good action. So awesome. Yeah. All right. My number five. series of ultraviolence devil man crybaby oh wow um we've obviously reviewed this twice so i'm not gonna get into it but um you know i thought it was really refreshing and it wasn't afraid to um you know go to that ultraviolent even sexualizing characters and things of that nature and just you know netflix this was netflix's kind of out first outing into anime and they did an awesome job, and um, I really, really enjoyed the show. It was really fun. Uh, I, I love the fucking intro. God damn, that intro is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can listen to our reviews on episodes 248 and 249. So uh, go back and listen to our review. But uh, yeah, really, really fun show. And I take the more pessimistic stance on that one. <laughs> yes. It's, right. it's bizarre, but... It is, but I mean, that's like... It's... The the manga, it's... You know, the adaptation it's coming from is from the 70s. I mean, 80s and 90s early anime was, like, ultra-violent for the sake of, like, shock. And, like, oh my god, this is not for kids. Oh. And then for teenagers, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, blood and guts and craziness. And, yeah, it was over the top, don't get me wrong. But... Yeah, it was nice. That's how I, that's how I felt watching like Akira. Anime feels like it's like toned down and like, oh, it's gotta be cute girls doing cute things and blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, you know, we're not gonna do. It. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like advocating rape and all that bullshit. Fuck that. I'm just saying like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of the anime today is just uh, made for that pussy generation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Be fucking soft, pussy yeah. ass motherfuckers. Take the Clint Eastwood approach. Everyone's a goddamn pussy nowadays. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean it's, like, it's exactly what you said. It is refreshing. It's just and it yeah, is. and don't get me wrong. Like it was over. Like I was like, holy shit, you know. Uh, the last time I remember seeing violence like that was like Wicked City or some shit, you know. Hmm. Uh, just some, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. But, all right. Number four for you. Number four.
Is a Gretzko. Ooh. Another anime that was on Netflix. I don't know if they did they make that one too. Yes. Oh, I don't think they did. They make it. I think I don't know, but yes, it's on Netflix and it looks amazing. And I mean, I'm, I want to watch it. And I want. All right. Well, time to defend why it's number four. Yes. So I watched this with my brother because I'm like, it's so much of short episodes. And it's like, okay, I'll watch it. It's not that long. <laughs> we didn't know anything about it. I I only knew that there was death metal in it, and well, we awesome. both uh, enjoy that genre of music. We've been to a few concerts of various how, bands. So. How have you not watched Detroit Metal City then? Yeah, I really should. God damn it. <laughs> so. You say you like this metal, and then you're like, oh, the, the, the show about this? Oh, man, fuck that. Anyways, yeah, I mean, uh, it looked like more of a parody of Kiss. That's like dude, 40 awesome. years prior to the music. No, it has nothing to do with Kiss. It's, it, just, just, just it's, just the, it. it's just the gag that's on the covers. So. Yes. Anyway, it's this. Agretzko, sorry. Agretzko. So, a Gretzko is about Retzko, which is a part of the name. Uh, maybe it means aggressive Retzko, but I don't really... I mean, I don't know. Sure. It's just me musing about it. But anyway, it's about Retzko, who's a 25-year-old red panda. And she works in an office building with a whole bunch of other people. And they're all different animals, but also all stereotypes of people you know in the office. So, for example... I have to click the characters tab. Oh my God, okay, something you. analyst fails at compared to my anime list is they only list four characters instead of the oh, 20 man. that are in there when you yeah. click characters. But anyway, there's Mr. Tun. I'll do it by memory. Mr. Tun, who's a pig, and he's the, the pig-headed man boss of the building, right? So he's sexist. He gives people work. He doesn't listen. He's always yelling. He's practicing his golf swing. Uh, Retsko is... Huh? That reminds me of like an executive or something. Right, he's the executive of the building. Ah, okay. Her boss, and he orders everyone around. There's the weasel character, who's the kiss-ass to the boss. Oh, fuck those guys. Fuck the weasel. <laughs> right. There's Fenico, who's kind of unique. She's kind of like the quiet girl that keeps to herself, but also like tells jokes. I guess she would be like the class clown in the office setting but she isn't annoying she does it secretive i don't really know what her trope is but she's probably my favorite character and then there's haida who oh fenico is a fennec fox i don't know how that relates to her personality yeah uh there's haida who's is she the fox is she the golden one uh yeah oh okay that's the one i've okay that's what the main character was um well i mean the main character looks a little golden i guess she's more orange oh but... okay and then there's this doe who i forget her name but she always has doe eyes and she's the one that's always on social media making her job look more glamorous and <laughs> trying to be friends with everyone in the office like trying to get the most popularity and so everyone's just a, a stereotype there's uh washimi who's like some sort of bird but she's like the power woman in the office she's the executive assistant who always has everything in order and all the other female employees look up to her. She has this special walk. Like she like sashays through the hallway and it plays like special theme music whenever she's walking through the hallway with um, her gorilla friend, Gloria. They're like the two powerful women who climb to the top of the ladder in the building. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really good because it does all these tropes and they're relatable if you ever worked in the office environment, 
But then the gag of the show is they also do time after work. And her hobby is singing death metal. The main character, Resco, is death metal karaoke. That's, That's how awesome. she blows off steam. So they'll have these great sequences of after she like gets told what to do by the boss. Uh, it'll like show her like walking calmly to the restroom. And then when she gets in there, she'll turn all like death metal. And they'll do like a sequence of her like screaming about her job. So I watched the show on Netflix in English and the dub is very good. And they even dubbed like the metal parts too. Oh wow! But they're all they're all short and uh, really well done. So, Maybe. and I recognize a lot of the voice actors too, or mostly voice actresses. Most of the characters are female, but um, it's very enjoyable. It's very short. It's only ten episodes, fifteen minutes each, and they did a Christmas special, which was pretty good. So, awesome! I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. There you go. My number four is SSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSS
so the dub was really good. You know, it, it's Funimation, so it made it really easy to watch, and it was just a fun show to marathon. It it didn't really leave much in the way of like cliffhangers or anything. Don't go into it like, oh man, I you're either gonna like the show, or you're not gonna like the show. Simple as that. But uh, I really enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, it got me. I watched something outside of what I normally would watch, you know. Uh, so, it, it was, in what way? I would have outside? never cared about kaiju or, you mm. know, robot battling and stuff. Like, I'm not a big sci-fi person. I don't know anything about Ultraman. I don't care to know anything about Ultraman or kaiju or whatever. I don't need to know about Rodan and, you know, but I watched a show that I was different than what I normally watch, and I really, really liked it. Hmm. So for me, I on the other hand, I'm very excited for the new Godzilla movie. <laughs> See, I give two shits about Godzilla. The only yeah, thing I about the Godzilla stuff. movie I remember was 1998's Godzilla movie with that badass song from Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page. So. Okay, I don't really remember that. I remember seeing Godzilla 2000. That maybe was that one. I don't know. I think it was 98 or 99 or maybe hmm. 2000. I don't fucking remember. But it had Jimmy Page and Puff Daddy. And it was an awesome song. You have no idea what uh, I'm talking about? No, I can't. All right, one second. Uh, yeah. Fuck my enemies. Fuck my foes. Damn these hoes. You're stepping on my toes. So yeah, that's the only thing I remember from Godzilla. <laughs> this is the Jimmy Page and yeah, Puff Daddy song, and the constant advertising with the Godzilla eye in like New York. Yeah. God damn it, I'm old. So I was <laughs> I was wondering if that show ever did something interesting with people disappearing, because that um, happens in anime so often now that like if someone dies in a battle, it's like they never existed. And I'm kind of sick of it. <laughs> no. I would say... Yeah. I can't tell you without spoiling the show. Mm -hmm. So, but no. Nothing, like, extraordinary happens. And, yeah. I, yeah, all I, I don't say. know why that's in so many shows. And I think it's... Uh, it's a lazy plot device. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say this is probably too arrogant of me, but it, it's like a different in culture between East and West where the idea of like people not grieving for you if you died is like so very like taboo for them that it's in so much anime, I feel like. And I mean, obviously, I'm no cultural expert. This is just my opinion, but that's what it seems like is like that's such a more disturbing topic for people in Japan. And we see it and we're like, eh, they could have died or disappeared. It doesn't really matter. Like. <laughs> That's how I feel. I think it's just a lazy plot device to get. So they can just say, oh, this is why these kids get to run around and do whatever they want. It's the same way when it goes, oh, the parents, they work overseas. They let their kids just live in a house, in an apartment in downtown Tokyo. Everything's paid for. It's just lazy, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, anyway, what is your number three? My number three was. Go, Michael! 
Overlord Season 2. Oh. Now, recently, if you've listened to the podcast, you hear me talk very negatively about Overlord. Because Season 3 was terrible. I, For example, I gave it a 3 out of 10. But the Season 2, I gave an 8 out of 10. And here's why I think it's so much better than the third one. In the second season, we've already established uh, Momonga, or the big skeleton man, mm-hmm. as the leader of his necropolis thing with all of his followers. So now we can finally spend more time on the followers. But in the third one, they're trying to integrate him further into the world, and he becomes a main character again, and he's very boring because he's just the player that's in the game who's the most powerful person and his like politicking and political intrigue was the main focus and it's not very exciting mm-hmm. but in the second one it follows his like old guy follower who's also really strong in the fantasy world they live in but he finds like a slave trade and finds it disagreeable and hunts down the people and it was just like such a good side story arc that it it like really gave me faith a show was going somewhere because I'm like, there's a million side characters. And I like the first season like an average amount. I'd say like a six or a seven. And then I watched the second one. I'm like, this is really good. If everyone has a side story, like the first half of the second season was all about these lizard people that are unrelated to the main characters at all. And like the trials they were having. And it was really interesting in that fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And then the second half was his follower going through his trial of rescuing the girl and stuff. And then the main character wasn't in it at all, and it was great. It was almost like if it was sword art without Kirito. It's much improved. Hmm. And then the third season is just about him as a character, but you don't even get any character development. It's just him like doing weak political intrigue things. And I say it's weak because if you compare it to like most novels or like Game of Thrones... Like, the politicking is so high level and the political intrigue is so interesting that when I watch something like that, I'm like, his great outmaneuver was that he sent five guys somewhere instead of four. It's like, that's not interesting, (laughs) either from a military standpoint or from, like, a political standpoint. Um, So I just, I hated it. And the animation was really cheap in the third season. But if you wanted to watch Overlord, I recommend it. And just watch the first two seasons for now, because until there's a fourth season, I really can't recommend watching the third one. But it's on my top three because I was just so impressed that it could make such good side arcs out of these characters we didn't know much about. So, cool. All right, my number three is. Steins Gate Zero. So, years after the original Steins Gate, we're treated to basically more Steins Gate. Uh, the show is basically we see in the original show what happens, and then this takes it from the events of well, what happens on July seventh, twenty ten. Let's say the events that occurred in the original show 
they didn't happen. And I can't really say what happened, but basically, there's an alpha line where the Wait, are, we of... are we avoiding spoiling like the first one? Because at this point, <sighs> they should know. Yeah, but I feel like Science Gate is such a great show that I don't want to spoil it because I think Science and Gen Science Gate in general, I gave it a, a like a nine or a ten. Like I loved it. Oh yeah, I love it so, too. So I mean, I I, I I don't disagree. I would say if it was a worse show, I would say yeah, let's go ahead and spoil it. But just because it's like okay, well I then I have a better alternative okay. that'll allow people that have seen it to know without allowing people that don't. Okay. So. This one takes place in a world where the main character failed instead of succeeded. At there, that. thank you. I was about to say the same thing. Right. This is on a different time world line, essentially, where the events of the first series didn't take place after a certain major event. Mm -hmm. And what happens to the main character and how they re react to failing at what they were trying to attempt from the first step, from the first show and movie and all that. So... Um, I really like this darker, kind of more depressed Okabe mm -hmm. and more down to earth. Um, heck, I even like Maho. Although, fuck, fuck you, Daru. Fuck you, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> I like Daru. Like ten because I'm watching it with my brother. But the thing I love most about it is he talks to side characters uh, in like a more even way. Like, before, only the two girls really had, like, an even yeah. communication stream with him. Mm -hmm. And everyone else he kind of just talked at, and they did everything in their lives based around him. Yeah. Now it feels like the side characters have, like, more autonomy. <laughs> and You know what's funny? As I was thinking while I was watching this, I was like, Jesus Christ, these guys, like, this guy's got nine girls around him. Nine. Yeah, to be fair, its source material is a visual novel. So. It is, yeah, it's a video game, and... Yeah, so I really, really enjoyed the differences compared to, you know, what I had known about science. I never played the video games, never played the light novels or you know, visual novel, whatever. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I've only watched the original anime and the OVA. I haven't watched the Deja Vu movie yet. I haven't. I just haven't watched it. We haven't watched the movie. I feel like that'd make the second season better from what I saw. But. Really? Okay. Because it's um, so much about Mahisei. Well, I think that I felt like they did a great job, though. Filling in everything. Seen it all. Yeah. yeah. So, the only negative I've got to say about it is I really felt it peaked at episode 18. It's a 23-episode series, and the last five episodes were just kind of like, well, we have these other roots and these other endings. We might as well put them here. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. Guess and that's when it very much feels like a visual novel. Yeah, similar to the first season where it feels like it a lot. In yeah, because it has like one episode with each character all in a row. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong, like you get an ending and all that, but it kind of felt like eighteen was like the holy crap we've crescendoed, we've hit the peak, and then like nineteen through twenty three was like okay, just. Get on with it. Why aren't we done yet? Fuck, hurry up. To the point where I'm actively like, okay, I'm not having fun anymore. 
But the reason I made number three is because I really liked Science Gate, the first one. And it had been many years since I watched Science Gate. And it did take me some time to remember, like, oh, shit, what did that character do again? Oh, shit, what did that person say? Why do I care about why about this again? Like, it took a little bit to get used to. But once it was like, oh, yeah, the... They do a good job of kind of bringing you back yeah. up to speed. But I just really liked the world. I really liked going back into the Steinsgate world. And it was a really fun show to watch. I marathoned it. Um, I watched the Funimation simuldub. They brought back all the same voice actors who did the original Steinsgate dub. So no one has any crazy voices where you're like, well, that's not right. Um my wife weird could, hearing you say it. I'm like, well, what, of course they did. But then thinking it's back, it's been has like been a five while years. The first one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's only been like three years. Of course they did. But it's probably been like no, six or seven. Yeah, years. it's been a while. I've owned it on DVD for a couple of years now. Or excuse me, on Blu-ray. It's funny that I showed a picture of Ruka to my wife. And I'm like, what gender do you think that is? And she goes, girl? I'm like, no, that's that, that's a guy. That's a trap. Yes. I'm like, welcome. And I do like how they trap. make fun of it. Yes. So, and, uh, I don't. I disagree that they do a good job getting you back up to speed. I've seen Steins Gate twice, and my as has my brother. And we were pausing to Google stuff because I had to do that too. I had to remember. I mean, maybe like, it's just it's so much to take in that you just have to. There's so much that happened, but I think it was I easier too. I don't think they do a good job telling you. Did, did you watch it in English or Japanese? Japanese. I felt like it was a better show being in english well i watched um, it both ways the first one the second one I oh watched. no 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 I, I i'm saying just in general like okay because it's very information heavy it's very juxtaposition with a lot of talking um mm. but i also really like the uh the american professor and i actually stopped because in the dub he'd be like uh He'd be saying, like, all this crazy shit in, like, American. And, like, there was one point that Okabe was like, what up, dog? And I'm like, no. Did he say that? Because, you know, we both know the voice actor and the Japanese is yeah. awesome. I had to go back and listen to it in the Japanese. And I was so disappointed that the uh, American professor really wasn't that done that badly in English, but as well as I was, um, I was like annoyed that Okabe wasn't like speaking English, you know, like he did in the first season where he's like, me mad scientist, me awesome. Yeah. You know, it was just like, oh, Konnichiwa, Okabe-san. Okay, that's just, it's better in English. Very nice to see you. Yeah, I was yeah, disappointed. delivered flatly. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I noticed watching it is, like, all the American people were done more professionally than they were. Like, clearly, they weren't trying to make that the comedy like it was in the first season. Yeah. They're like, we have to have American characters, and they're not jokes. Like, we can't make them funny. Yeah, but but the American professor in this was the joke because he was so <laughs> out of place, and he was like, everything in Japan was, like, this great discovery for him. Mm-hmm. And I got to say... uh they do a bad job of like plot twists, but uh, at the end of the day, this was a really, really fun show. Um, like I said, I just enjoyed getting back in the world of Steinsgate and 
seeing the events I already saw unfold in a different manner. And then mm -hmm. I miss Suzuha. It was awesome. I feel and my eerie her toot to do whatever. Mm -hmm. I miss that. That used to be my messenger ring when I got a new text message. Nice. Yes. I. I don't know. I. Like saying they suck at plot twists. I haven't seen all of the second one, so maybe. But they just do a bad job of like I. I was able to like exactly name a catches, couple things. I feel like I'll be able to too, but that's only because this is the second season, and we already have the basis for most of what's happening from the first season. I was very surprised on like the impactful episode in the first season. Oh yeah, no, I agree. So it's not like they're bad at it so much as no, maybe the, I mean, the tricky my, plot twist is not the point this time. Yeah. My biggest complaint about season one is just it's so fucking slow to get started where it's like, good luck talking someone into it. It's like you got to drag yourself through that to get to the good stuff. But the best you way do, I've done it is by telling them there's a lot of world building that happens in the beginning. And the only reason the climb, like the important part in the middle is so exciting is because they did such a good job laying the foundation. Oh, that's a great way. Yeah, I, I would agree. 100%. That's um, how I've won people over to it. That's why I don't mind hearing the end is boring of the second season. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe there'll be a third season that'll be relevant. But also, the second season starts much choppier or much quicker than the first season. So I don't feel bad that it's slow at the end. Gotcha. But yeah, um... Definitely, if you've watched Steins Gate and the movie or any of that, I would say it's definitely worth your time to go ahead and watch this. Um, it's just really, really fun, and, you know, I, I don't know more to say. I mean, just either going to like it. You, you can't watch it without watching season one, that's for sure. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely for the fans. All and right, you're number two. What was my number two? Ah, yes. Attack on Titan Season 3. Now... I felt kind of guilty of putting this one on here because I'm like, am I now just a casual anime fan that puts just like Sword Art and Attack on Titan on my list? Uh, luckily, Sword Art isn't on there. <laughs> I was going to say Sword Art number one. <laughs> no. Oh, I loved it. It really made me hesitate because I'm like, uh, what's so special about this one? But I also feel great about it because I defended on the previous episode why I think this one's too Yeah, great. no, I, I, I feel like if you're this far in, you're invested and... Either you're going to continue watching it, or you're going to be like, fuck this. No, it's so much more than that for me, though, because I'm not a huge fan of the first two. Uh, the reason the third one is so exciting for me is because they finally get to the story that hooked me on the first one. It wasn't the violence of the Titan fighting in the it beginning. It was the key. It's always it was, the key. Yeah, it's, it's always been the key. What does the key do? But, but really, I watched the show and stuck with it when it was paced really poorly and the action wasn't very exciting to me. All for this payoff. And season three is the payoff I've been waiting for. They get they do the military... Well, I don't want to spoil it, I guess. So Well, you can listen to do, our review. Right, and um, they do everything correct. 
the plot is why I'm there. The characters are why I'm there. I'm so excited for a season that isn't Titan fighting. So season four is coming up. Will you be watching? Yes, with, with renewed vigor because the third season is just so good. Yeah, and it's, there you go. It's the plot I want, and I hope the plot that continues. Uh, oh, right, I was gonna say it doesn't need to be as plot heavy. The fans that like Titan fighting can have Titan fighting in the fourth one because you didn't really get it in the third one. But I hope they keep a healthy mix because I'll be disappointed if it just takes the route of Overlord, where the reason I like the show is dismissed and they just have like meaningless action. Mm-hmm. At least Attack on Titans animated well, unlike Overlord three. So at least the Titan fighting will be somewhat cool. But man, the best fight scene in the whole show is when they have the military battle and it's people versus people on the maneuver gear. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. So I don't know, even if you like it, the action, you got to watch season three because there's still the best action scenes. Yep. All right. That's why it's number two. There you go. My number two is Full Metal Panic, Invisible Victory. 13 years, Zach. <laughs> 13 goddamn long years. Not as long as Steins Gate, no. Yeah. Much longer, but we did just talk about how that one was pretty long. Um, yeah, so I love the show. I love Full Metal Panic. It helped me get it to be an anime fan, so I'm super biased. But... I think it was worth the wait because they picked up right where they left off. There was no juxtaposition. There was no, hey, let's spoon feed you the story so far. No, it was, you either fucking watch Full Metal Panic and you like this and you watch it or go back and watch Full Metal Panic and come back to this. Um, I thought that the characters, everything was moved forward. We were introduced to new characters. We were introduced to existing characters. And those old characters moved forward. Um, except Konami, because she was kidnapped the entire time. But, <laughs> um, you know, heck, she even learned how to write code and hide it in her underwear. So, cool. But uh, the biggest thing I was excited for was just more Full Metal Panic. Funimation got the dub actors. Everyone was back. And, well, for the most part, who didn't die, because, unfortunately, we lost a couple voice actors. Or at least, I know of one for sure. Maybe mm. two. But, uh, point being is, uh, fucking I love Full Metal Panic, and hopefully the next round of Full Metal Panic is a year or two away. They definitely left it where, hey, there's going to be more, but I don't know how well it actually did. But I remember when this was airing earlier this this last year, man, people were hyped. And, you know, it's one of these things where it's like, for once I understood and I was actually looking forward to an anime because a lot of times I hear about shows that it's like, random show gets anime adaptation. And they're like, oh my God, how cool. You know, I'm like, I don't read manga anymore. I'm not reading every little bit of manga. 
fuck manga. It never ends. Or you never get a fucking ending. <laughs> well, our problem with manga in America is, hey, they're going to release five volumes and then it doesn't sell and we'll never get another volume. Um, but, you know, I, if I was like, oh my god, for over a year or two, it was bits and pieces of Full Metal Panic. Bits of announcements from Full Metal Panic. Oh, this is going to... And then finally, like, yes, we're doing an anime. 12 episodes airing this year, 2018. And then it finally fucking happened 13 years later. So, <sighs> go watch Full Metal Panic, goddammit. And Invisible Victory, just everything from the series you loved, just polish up. It looks prettier. And it's just awesome. Go Go watch it. All right. You're That's directed at me as well because I've not seen it. But I do remember when you talked about watching the new season, I was so relieved to hear it was good because I was disappointed for you when you talked about Hayate, the combat butler, and how the new season was not as good. And I'm like, oh, that's sad because yeah. you can wait so long for your like favorite show to come back, and then it's just really disappointing. So I'm glad this one wasn't. Yeah, no, I definitely understand. And yeah, it's just like they just left off where where they were in the show in the in the and granted they've got source material that's the thing like a lot of times i think a lot of the source material is either not completed or not all there i don't i don't know how you say it or or even non-existent yeah. and they just go well we've got the framework guess we got free reign let's just make something happen and it's garbage you know we've at least with full metal panic it's been long enough where they were like, here's all the source material, go nuts and adapt it. So it's consistent. It's, you know, everything's great. Funimation, in my opinion, did a really great job getting everyone back from the show. And mm -hmm. the voices didn't change, surprisingly, after 13 years. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess that's why they're professionals. <laughs> yes. But... I am excited. I'll be buying this on Blu-ray. It's like 73 bucks right now for pre-order. But, you know, right stuff will probably have it on sale. But, yeah, I'm I'm really, really looking forward to rewatching this. And I've actually already rewatched this show twice. I watched it in Japanese, and then I watched it dubbed. So, like, yeah, it just, uh, it was just fun. Yeah, that really speaks to how good a show is if you watch it three times. I mean, don't you? Yeah, I mean, for me, I really enjoyed it. Now, people are going to be like, oh, there's plot holes and this and that. And yes, yes, there is. The show is not. You got to turn your mind off. Mm hmm. You know, so anyway, yes, you're number one. Yeah, if this was a normal episode, I'd want to talk more about the source material thing we'll have to do it next time there you go because that's it's part of the reason i was so harsh on goblin slayer because i know it was faithfully adapted i can be critical of the lazy writing mm -hmm. but that's a good point we'll have to talk about it later definitely so my number one is not sword art <laughs> it's not tokyo ghoul it is <laughs>
rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai. Now, here's where I commit the biggest sin. You My son number of a one is <laughs> not a show I've finished. You I'm son episode, of a bitch. I'm on episode 10. How can it be my favorite and I'm not done? Well, hopefully the ending doesn't suck is my defense. <laughs> but, but this is the best slice of life show I've ever seen. The characters are just so genuine in reaction. The relationship is great between the bunny girl senpai and the main guy. And it's finally a show where it avoids the two things I hate about anime in general. So the guy helps all the girls with the problems, but he only loves the first girl and he declines all the other girls. So wait, it doesn't wait, wait, become wait, wait, a wait. I just started watching episode one. Okay. It starts off really weird. Like in the middle, like she, yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Anyway, it's there's more than one bunny girl. Huh? How many bunny girls are there? Just one. Oh, but what okay. happens is it's a whole show about supernatural things happening to people. Oh, okay. Okay. So Bunny Girl is first supernatural thing. And the thing is that she cannot be seen. Her name's Mai. Yes. And she's dancing in the bunny suit because that's going to catch people's attention, but they don't look. He's no. On the At one point, she leaned down on her knee... And someone was reading a newspaper, and she, like, leaned underneath the newspaper and was, like, waving. I'm like, no, they cannot see you through a fucking newspaper. How about you stand over their shoulder? Or yeah, the supernatural thing is she's just very stupid. No, but the, One doubt the, character, the character interactions are so perfect, and the two things it avoids are becoming a harem, because he declines the other girls. His little sister is really attached to him, but, like, never does that become a thing. And... He's also... Okay, so then why does the one girl fall for him? Here's the other thing I hate. Sometimes it's for no reason other than they exist. This guy is actually, like, very willing to do things for other people. He maintains his identity as a person. His name's uh, Sakta. And he remains... He, like, retains his identity as a character without caving in to all the demands of the girls. But also he's very helpful and selfless. And I'm like, finally, they have a character where, like, man, I'd fall in love with him. He's the best guy. Oh. And <laughs> it's the idea that finally there's, like, a romance slice of life show that doesn't do the harem and has a main male character worth something with his own identity instead of, like, a self-insert for viewers. And the, the banter between characters, especially between Mai and the main character guy, is just very good. It's sometimes cute. It's sometimes very dramatic the voice actors in Japanese do a very good job selling it um, and the, my only complaint is they have like some quantum physics explanations that uh, some people were grilling for not making sense I don't know a lot about it but I know more than most people and I don't think it's that they don't make sense it's that they're very simplified so they can be in a show for like some weird reason for why things are happening like, their quantum entanglement theory is fine, from what I understand of it. So either everyone on Reddit has a PhD in quantum physics, or more likely, they're just being too harsh to be condescending. And I think my only it is a complaint for me, too, because, like, the explanations are just kind of stupid, and they don't add much to the show. Like, I'd be just as happy being told there's supernatural shit happening and we're not really sure why but for some reason they have to equate everything to like some theory of 
quantum physics. Uh, so whatever. But, but that's my only complaint. And it's a very minor part of the show. But it's not my I wanted to point out it's not my complaint for the reason some people on Reddit seem to think that the theory just doesn't hold up. It holds up. It's just simplified because it's an anime show. Um, yeah, but I love it. And it's two years in a row now that I've put like a slice of life romance show on top. I had Surizuri Children last year. And I'm not even sure that's my favorite genre. Like, I love mystery and action and horror, but it's just been some very good slice of life shows in the past two years. So definitely check it out. All right, awesome. And you have to watch it, too. I plan on it. Because I know, I know you like this stuff, too. <laughs> yes, I plan on it. Nice. Uh, my number one is... Megalobox. So, as you may know, Zach, I love boxing anime. Yeah, and wrestling. Yes. This is close. And uh, I just really like the world. I like the characters. This was something I'd never seen before. Um, it took, like, boxing and kind of spun it on its head. It was loosely based on um, Ashita no Joe in that kind of same universe. But I had never seen a Shida no Joe, but um, I just thought this was awesome. And I love the freaking music. The music was awesome. The visuals were awesome. The characters were awesome. The, the suspense for the fights, the suspense leading up to the fights. Just, I just really, really enjoyed this show. And it felt like such a breath of fresh air. Like just something new coming out of anime that just... It's just so much fun to watch week to week. And the music got you hyped up for the fights. And just... Uh, it was just something different, you know? It's just... It wasn't sugarcoating stuff. It wasn't, you know, trying to be protective and like, oh, status quo. No, the show is like gritty for the sake of... It needs to be gritty. It's not violent, but it's still like... The characters are adults. The, you know, this isn't high school bullshit. This isn't the typical anime angsty teenager or has superpowers. These are mm. people down throwing fights and get an opportunity to get to the big leagues through illicit means and make their mark. And you're just cheering for the main character to be better and better and all the circumstances around the characters and just it's just it's a great show and i just enjoyed not having to deal with the same bullshit you've seen you know in anime oh i really this... like that i like how the both of our top ones are from the perspective of a jaded fan i mean sick, I... sick of the bullshit it's we we just, both like the show that does the genre we like, but without doing all the useless animation. It, uh, yeah, it was like something different where it's like, finally, it isn't just a sports anime. This isn't like Hajime no Ippo where they're like, oh, 
there he's practicing his left hook and he's gonna watch out no no they don't even boxing's in this show is just a means to the end it's not even like the centerpiece in my opinion of the show or what even mm -hmm. makes the show the fights are fun the boxing is fun but the show is not about the boxing the show is about the characters getting to the boxing ring and getting into their boxing match and all the stuff that they have to deal with in their day-to-day, -day, how to get, you know, just the rigmarole with the president and the, his, you know, hand-picked successor and all that stuff. It's just, the boxing portion was like the cream on top. Mm-hmm. You know? From what I saw of it, the reason it seemed great was the same reason Cowboy Bebop was great. It focused on characters the gritty adultness of it mm -hmm. and the music. <laughs> it, it seemed to have all the same strong points. I would agree 100%. I think it's a great... I think that's a great way of putting it. And yeah. I just really enjoyed the show. And I think it's a show you could show a lot of people and get them into anime. Like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? It's not perfect, but what show is? It's just... It was something new. It was something fresh. And it was so much fun to see everybody just going over the show. Like, oh my god. The show is amazing. And like being a part of it, you know, was a lot of fun. And it's definitely a show that you could rewatch. I mean, I could rewatch it again and still probably really enjoy it. Cool. Yeah. So, we reviewed it. And you can listen to our review. I felt kind of bad because a lot of my picks this year are stuff I've reviewed, but like I couldn't think of anything more. So, but we come. I to wouldn't the feel bad if you reviewed it. Then it must be a good show, and it's always fun to talk about them in hindsight. Because I mean, if we finished it, most likely we talked about it, right? Yeah. We don't watch so much anime that we're finishing them, and you never hear never about hear it about on the it. show. Yeah. Uh, other than the. Funny girl senpai because I'm not done with it, but I think it's it's just great to reiterate why people would want to watch it because often we just talk about how we feel about it, mm -hmm. and that's important to have a review because the only reason people listen to review is it's subjective. So I, I always like these top fives because it allows you to step back and be like, how did that really stand out? Like, why should people watch it? Yeah, no, and it was definitely challenging to figure out like where I want to put this stuff. Like, I knew for the most part my number one. But it was like three, four, and five were really hard. And it was just like, like I just finished Steins Gate Zero like two or three days ago, if that. And so that was my newest, freshest like thing I'd watched. Um, you know, to completion at least. And right. it's like I can't let just because I really enjoy the show. I can't let that cloud my judgment of like oh it should be four it should be three it should be one it should be two you know yeah the only one i struggled with was attack on titan three and then i just thought to myself well there's so many reasons why i can defend it and enjoyed it and that's what should be top five for mm -hmm. me i hear you so i wanted you know we haven't never really done this in the past but you know we 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 watch stuff, older stuff too and it's easy to get stuck in these seasonal loops, especially for a podcast. But there's mm -hmm. so many good shows 
that I've watched because, you know, because of these top fives, I've went back and watched numerous shows because of these top fives that you've mentioned. Right. Um, the, the one that for me, so the, the last category is what did you watch this year that you just really enjoyed? What was your number one show outside of 2018? And for me, I went back earlier this year and re-listened to last year's top five. And your number one last year, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was number two. Man, was maybe. Made in Abyss. Are, yeah, the series of children might have been the one and Made in Abyss was two, but either yeah. way. And I'd always heard, like, Made in Abyss is great. Made in Abyss is great. Funimation, or, no, Sentai, sorry. Sentai finally released the Blu-rays. I went and got it. And I loved Made in Abyss. Yes, I've already reviewed it. You can go back and listen to it. But I've watched anime for 13 years now. 14, I don't know how long it's been. I've been watching since 2006, give or take. Oh, yeah, 13 years. A long time. And I've seen a lot of trash. I've seen a lot of good shows. And I really feel like in my fandom, I feel like I probably would have dropped out years ago if it wasn't for the podcast. The podcast is what drives me to keep wanting to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But this show is like, this is why I watch anime for stories like this, for shows like this. I watched all 12 episodes in two sittings in two days. And the show is just so easy to marathon. It was so much fun. And... I can't think of any other show this last year where I was like, oh, man, it hasn't been like that since Erased for me. Where I was so into a show that I was thinking about it after I finished watching it and was like, oh, man, this is amazing. And Made in Abyss for me was that show for 2018. It's it's fantastic. It's the perfect combination of like Disney-esque animation, or I guess for Japan, Ghibli uh, animation with like gritty themes and violence. It's and they do it so well. Like it's, it's if I'm not mistaken this year we're supposed to have part two. Oh yeah, I think you're right. So I'm really wondering other than 2019, but I'm really, really wondering how well it's going to stack up. And I wonder if this time next year I'm going to be like, Oh, man, Made in Abyss 2. Oh, it's even better than the first season. Man, I so hope, because like I said, it's the worst feeling to be crushed by something you're into and then they ruin. Yes. (laughs) So that is my favorite show. Great. Now my turn. Your turn. My favorite show I watched this season was also one I've reviewed. Because, I mean, if it's your favorite, you should let the world know early. But to recap, it's, well, I guess this isn't my favorite, but it's one, my favorite that didn't air this year, is Chivalry of a Failed Knight. Because holy shit, it's finally the magic high school anime I wanted. All throughout doing this podcast and talking about shows I watch, I always watch the shitty 
magic school ones like John usually recommends because he likes them and then they devolve into a harem. The magic isn't exciting. No one dies. There's no stakes. And they just always suck as a genre, even though I love that theme. So finally, Chivalry of a Failed Knight is the perfect combination of high character being really cool and not just some hair magnet. And also it has like the comedy and fan service of like high school DXD, but without being as bashful or I guess provocative. Lewd, maybe? Like it's not over the top? What was that? Was it like not lewd or like No, it is lewd, but it's not like high school DXD does it really well in that it's a comedy and over the top sexuality. This one does like a small amount of the fan service thing, but then plays off the characters' reactions, like how they would react to it. Whereas in DXD, it's always no matter the characters, the girl characters' personality, some lewd thing happens to them, and then the guy is bashful, and then they make a joke. Mm-hmm. This is like it happens. It's unique to the girl character, and the guy either handles it with a joke or some other way as appropriate to the character. So. It doesn't ruin the comedy fan service genre I like, and it also doesn't ruin the Magic High School action, similar to the the Bastard of the Magic Academy or whatever. That was also a really good magic show, but mm-hmm. this is a good combination of comedy and the serious Magic High School theme. So, Chivalry of a Failed Knight, very good, and I hope there's more. All right. And recently I actually went back and rewatched one of the fight scenes, because I'm like... Uh, someone was talking about anime fight scenes and I'm like, oh, this is a really good one. It's uh, for people that have seen the show. It's uh, Raikiri versus the water girl. I don't know her name, but it's like the lightning and water battle. And it's just it's animated so well and like done from perspectives of the characters in the fight and stuff. So you don't know the whole story because you're not inside the head of the other person. And I think that's really cool. All right. Awesome. Well, that is the end of our 2018 Top 5. You know, what's funny is we extended this into an hour-long episode. Here, I thought it was going to be like 35 minutes. So, definitely, uh, yeah, we got our money's worth. Uh, we want to hear your Top 5 for 2018. BonsaiBeat.com. Leave feedback uh, in the post for this. Also, uh, what are you looking forward to in 2019? We just started 2019 uh, anime. What are you watching? What are you liking? And uh, yeah, anything else before we head out? I'm excited for Zeldar to tell me why I'm wrong about Goblin Slayer and why it should be higher. Because I remember he was hyping this show up. He was, yes. I hope he defends it in the comments of why that opening is okay if he's... A big fan of that opening. I thought it was poorly written, and why it deserves uh, to be higher, and what his top five was. Are you saying the opening for the controversial part? Yeah, like he seemed to like it as a whole. But oh. I imagine if he did, he also liked the uh, controversial part. So, gotcha. Okay. But All then, right. is not target anyone. <laughs> I like your proposition as well, as I just like to talk anime and see what people enjoyed, and like you said. We usually go back and watch it because we miss stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, 
I still Tell haven't us watched. What your Maiden Abyss was that we missed. Well, I mean, I just looked. I was looking at my list of like plan to watch, and like I got like nineteen shows on there right now, and one of them is to Zuck. What's that one? The relationship one. Yeah, you, I can never pronounce it either, but I, it's like Suri Zuri. No, 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 not, not that one. The other one. The other one. Um. Uh, Suki Yeah, Suki Gakiri. Yeah, you'd like that one more than the I other one. I still haven't watched it. You know, mm-hmm. but it's on well, my list watch, of like. Gotta oh, watch that watch. and Bunny Girl Senpai. Yes. And apparently, I have to watch Full Metal Panic. Yes, yes, you do. Have you finished Cowboy Bebop yet? Oh no! Oh god damn it, dude! <laughs> Even though I referenced it in today's episode, dude, it reminds think, me of Cowboy Bebop, the show I never finished. I think I'm gonna have to fly up there and just like <laughs> duct tape speed. you to a chair and be like, "You are watching all the episodes and the movie." And then I'm gonna make you listen to the soundtrack. All right. Well, all of those sound agreeable to me, so I should there, just do. There it. you go. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said, please, please feedback. Let us know iTunes, all that good shit. We'll be back very soon to discuss more. All right. Thanks, everybody. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.